Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. During this holiday week, we're replaying some of our greatest hits. Today's show is with Brianna Lovell with Alley Cat Allies. We taped this show right before National Feral Cat Day, and many of you downloaded it and liked it so much, we thought we would replay it. I also interviewed Alice Burton from Alley Cat Allies, and you can check out her episode at episode number 36. Have a wonderful and safe holiday season, and we'll be back on January 3rd, 2017, with new and exciting shows. Please feel free to reach out to me with any comments at stacy at communitycatspodcast.com. Bianna believes that everyone has the power to create real change, and it's never more evident than in her position as Outreach and Events Manager at Alley Cat Allies. Whether it's planning the 2015 Internet Cat Video Festival or ensuring the success of the National Feral Cat Day and the Feral Friends Network, Brianna is committed to doing whatever it takes to help people help cats. Brianna is responsible for planning and delivering countless conferences, workshops, webinars, and community events. An avid kickboxer and band geek, she holds a Master's of Public Administration and is secretly owned by her recently adopted 13-year-old Chihuahua Corgi Mix, Ella. Brianna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. First off, I want to say happy National Feral Cat Day to you. Happy National Feral Cat Day to you. It's my favorite time of year. I don't know about you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun, fun day, fun time of the year. It's an opportunity for us to all get together and celebrate the successes of the past year and years before. And I was wondering if you might be able to share with us a bit about how National Feral Cat Day got started. It actually came out of Alley Cat Allies' 10th anniversary back in 2001. So we were really looking for a way to take our mission and our work and just broadcast it out. You know, how do we get the word out there? How do we raise even more awareness? And so the idea of National Feral Cat Day was born. And it's really intended, like I said, to raise awareness of community cats and all of the outstanding people who are caring for them and bring Trap Me to Return and all those life-saving programs to the forefront and just really highlight all the things that we can do to protect and improve the lives of cats. So it was started off as an anniversary sort of project, but now it has gone on, this is the 15th year, you said, so we're actually at a a turning point. 15 years going on 20? (laughs) Something like that. I think this is actually our 16th campaign, our 16th year. And just since 2011, we've had over 2,700 actions happening all across the U.S., and that's just outstanding. I mean, it's not just the U.S., it's even internationally. And so when you think of it, that's 2,700 people and places doing something to educate their communities about cats or to help cats directly through trap, neuter, return, or spay and neuters. So it's really outstanding, and this year is shaping up to be bigger and better than ever. What kinds of things do groups do in order to celebrate National Feral Cat Day? There's all sorts of ways to get involved. I always say that no action is too big or too small. And so there's all sorts of creative things that people do. Of course, there's the coordinated trap, neuter, return, or TNR projects, you know, whether it's people going out in their backyard and trapping the couple cats they have left in their colony or planning even bigger mass trappings at businesses or apartment complexes. 
sometimes people are just going door to door and talking to their neighbors, handing out brochures and just letting them know about the cats that they are caring for and that they might see in the community and saying, hey, if you see an ear tip, that guy is taken care of. Here's what we're doing and how you can help. Some people are just setting up tables at their local pet supply stores or farmer's markets or anywhere that people are gathering and just handing out, again, information and just educating the public on what community cats are, what the groups and organizations in the community are doing to help and how they can get involved. It's also a great opportunity to host fundraisers because hopefully we're providing this sort of national opportunity for people to highlight cats specifically. And so it's a great way to highlight all the wonderful things happening in a community and get more and more people to support you, whether it's through monetary donations or in-kind donations. You know, we see a lot of cat food and supply drives going on too. And then, of course, things like spay-neuter clinics are highly appreciated, an opportunity for a large number of cats to be spayed and neutered and vaccinated for a low cost. That's a long list of potential activities, but they're all great. They're all wonderful. As as you were listing them off, I, my highlight, I was thinking of, you know, you need a National Feral Cat Day Parade <laughs> where you could have all the stores in the town donate a portion of their proceeds and have a parade. And then I have, of course, a vision of multiple people dressed up as cats with ear tips <laughs> walking down the street because everybody's all about scarecrows right now. But I could be all about having National Feral Cat Day parades. I don't need a Macy's Day parade, <laughs> but I could have a National Feral Cat Day parade. <laughs> I think that parade would be very well attended, and I would love to see that registered as an action. So if anyone can make that happen, please do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In um, Newburyport, where the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society was founded, they are big on parades, and they're also big on activities during a week called Yankee Homecoming, and they have a bed race that goes through the middle of downtown. So I'm thinking feeding station race, where you're pushing the feeding station like down the street or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) Oh, that's so unique. I love it. And you give them award for the best feeding station that gets pushed down State Street. <laughs> yeah, and then you can also add in, like, the best decorated feeding station. You know, there's different categories. You can either have the yeah. most aerodynamic or the prettiest or whatever you want to do. <laughs> and then we make it a national competition. You know, <laughs> we, we have it all with all these great, great different designs on their um, the feeding stations and shelters. And then there's all these great shelters that have been built for these cats. Yeah, with National Feral Cat Day, I mean, it is in fall. And I thought another good idea would be to rally the troops to really prepare the feeding stations for the wintertime or the shelters for wintertime. And I know that Alley Cat Allies provides a lot of information for everything that deals with community cats, feral cats. Do you have any specific tips, though, for folks to prepare their shelters for the winter? Yeah, and we actually do. That, that That's a great example of an action. We have a couple of those activities registered with us already for 2016. And getting ready for winter is just about making sure you're kind of refreshing the straw. You're putting out shelters that are hopefully insulated. We do have instructions for making shelters for outdoor colonies on our website at alleycat.org. Just refreshing the straw so they have lots of nice warm bedding to stay dry from the elements making sure feeding stations can be covered um, and just kind of cleaning up the areas and making sure cats have places to go to get out of the elements. And now let's take a moment to listen to a few words from our sponsors. 
Accidental Exiles by Bruce Perry. Jesse McAllister, a young Texan and a rock war vet, escapes to Europe where he seeks a new direction and to heal his desert wounds. Wandering the streets of Ascona, Switzerland, he meets and falls in love with a beautiful Italian waitress named Sonia Altarelli. Since the horrors of combat he encountered with a boyhood friend, Jesse will have nothing more to do with war. This story is his farewell to arms. Check out Accidental Exiles on Amazon.com today. Community Cats podcast founder Stacy LeBaron doesn't just talk the talk, she walks the walk. Stacy is available to provide customized consulting for your group to help you increase your effectiveness and develop an action plan for improving the lives of cats in your community. Working with you, Stacy will develop a consulting plan that meets your needs, including visioning workshops for your staff, board, or volunteers. For more information, you can contact Stacy directly. Email Stacy at communitycatspodcast.com or visit our website and click on the education menu. Let's join forces to make the world a better place for community cats. So, Brianna, I want to take a step back and ask some questions about you and how did you get involved with helping community cats? I think like many people, I I just was living my life and then there were some cats in my backyard and <laughs> I went, uh, I don't know what to do with these guys. So I kind of learned organically uh, and then I was trapping and taking care of a colony just on my own with my family. And then when I got involved with Alley Cat Allies, really, because I have a vested interest in working in nonprofits and helping programs and people grow and do the good work that they they feel committed to doing. And so it was really just fortuitous for me that when I finished my master's program that you mentioned earlier in the show and Alley Cat Allies was hiring and I think all the stars aligned. And so I was able to kind of combine something that I had just done personally with an interest in actually working with an organization. And so that's kind of how I came to be here. So had you worked for any other cat organizations before coming to Alley Cat Allies or was that your first experience in the cat world? It was my first formal experience in the cat world. Um, like I said, I had just kind of done it individually. I was in a small town in West Virginia, and there weren't really a lot of other groups active, but I think there were some other, you know, individuals doing the work. I mean, I kind of had fostered and, and done some CNR on my own, but this was my first real foray into, into the, a cat organization. How do you like working with all of us cat organizations? I am inspired each and every day. I mean, it's not easy doing what we do. And it's so, uh, I think so many people take for granted all of the things that we're doing to care for the cats outside and, and all the hard work that goes into all of it. And so I am in the beautiful position of getting to meet and learn from so many outstanding people and organizations and in just in constantly in awe of the work that you ha- are all doing out there all across the U.S. I love hearing your stories. I love sharing your stories. And I just feel very, very lucky to be in the position that I am. It's interesting. I had the opportunity to go to my first non-animal related conference last week. And I was very excited about it. I thought it was going to be wonderful. And it was wonderful. I learned an awful lot. It was about social media. So I was learning about social media skills on all different platforms and, and that kind of thing. But I was not with uh, the animal crew, you know, the animal-loving crew. And I could tell the energy was just a lot lower at Mm -hmm. the conference. I find (laughs) that we have passion and we have energy and we have excitement. We have emotion. We have so much. But I definitely, I could just feel the temperature in the room was just not hot enough for me. (laughs) 
That is so true. Um, I worked, uh, I did conferences for a different organization before I came here, and it was more human services based. And then when I came here and I started doing conferences for Alley Cat Allies, that's exactly what I noticed is that there's so much passion um, and just so much excitement and genuine energy. Just people are really, really happy to be doing the work that they're doing. And then you go to conferences and you meet other people who, who think like you and do the work that you do. And it's just, it's really invigorating and refreshing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it was interesting learning curve for me. And then I was also uh, sitting down and talking with some creative designers for websites, and I was pitching them my Community Cats podcast website. And these folks had no idea about cats or community cats or trap, neuter, return or anything. And it was an education for me in terms of explaining, you know, what I do and how it benefits. It brought me back to the beginning about how to explain what it's like to be helping cats with trap, neuter, return. You probably face that frequently when you enter into new communities. How do you help groups or organizations be able to sort of kind of always focus on those basics first? That's a great question, and I think with every community you go into, whether it's, you know, a trapping project with one apartment complex that has some cats and no one there is necessarily caring for them in any sort of formal way and going in and and just, it, it takes talking to people, figuring out where they are. So, you know, how do they feel about the cats? Let's start there. And then sharing with them as much information as you can, kind of take them along on the journey and get them just as jazzed and energized as you are. And so it, it really takes kind of figuring out where your audience is and the best way to communicate with them. So just recently, we were doing a project at an apartment complex, and we weren't quite sure how uh, the residents there felt. And then we kind of had this little tabling and celebration, if you will, and, you know, we had some goodies out so to draw people over. And as soon as they understood what we were doing and we were able to explain it to them, we you could just see their faces light up because it turns out they were a lot more attached to the cats than we ever figured they would be. Um, and so you just don't know sometimes how people feel. So I guess always just go in, try to go in without assumptions and just kind of meet people where they are. So I'm going to ask you a question that I tend to ask quite a few of our guests. If you saw a stray cat on the street, what would you do? I keep a trap in my car. (laughs) 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 Um, I guess it kind of, I I would ask around. I would see if anyone knew anything about the cat. I would try to approach it, see if maybe he was socialized. That would give me a better idea of whether maybe he was owned and just an outdoor roaming cat. And I, I would do and. Ultimately, if I needed to, I would be out there with my trap and some food to see if I could if I could trap him and maybe take him to some place that could get him scanned, see if he has a chip, and go down that whole road. Alley Cat Allies is supportive of microchipping when possible? Yes, whenever possible. Microchipping is a great way to track a colony and keep track of the cat's vaccinations and make sure the cat always, if they're picked up, they can get back to the right place wherever they call home, whether it's a cat that's been adopted into an indoor home or a cat that's living permanently in a colony outside, that chip can really do a lot to make sure they get back to the right place. It can be a lifesaver in many cases. And if you can afford that extra expense, it is definitely worthwhile to think about it, especially in states that do have pretty strict rabies uh, vaccination laws. I think it's 
certainly a lifesaver in those locations. Oh, definitely, for sure. What's uh, happening at Alley Cat Allies right now, other than being inundated with National Feral Cat Day? Are there any other initiatives you'd like to share with us today? Well, we're always doing so many things. Uh, obviously, right now, everything is focused on National Feral Cat Day, and that's sort of where all of my uh, <laughs> brain power is going. We are always doing work, and we're always going out. Actually, our uh, shelter and animal control liaison, you've had her on before, Alice. She's out today working in a community, I believe, in Virginia. Um, and so there's just lots of uh, different campaigns going on. We were recently down in Louisiana after the flooding to help out there, and we're still working with groups as we can to release some of the ongoing uh, recovery efforts. It's always something new each and every day. Sounds busy. And you also produce a cat calendar, too, for donors? We do. And that is really wonderful because it is user-generated, so to speak. You know, we ask for the public cat pictures, and that's what we use to create that calendar. And so we get the oh-so-terrible task of having to sort through all of these just adorable cat photos. As you can tell, it's very grueling. But ultimately, uh, we get to put together a calendar that's uh, made by our supporters, more or less, and, and showcase their cat. And is that something that you could get with a certain donation amount, or is it something that's ordered online? I believe that anyone who donates to Alley Cat Allies gets a calendar. I believe that's the case. I'm not directly involved in that, so I'm sorry yep. if I misspeak. But I think any donor can receive a calendar, whether you donate $1 or 100 it doesn't matter. I've seen those calendars, and they're quite beautiful. It's a really nice thing to have around your house to remind you of all the community cats out there that need help. The one thing that I always come back to with Alley Cat Allies, and I continually want to thank you and the team and, and Becky for, is creating an incredible website full of resource information. I cannot imagine anyone being out there trapping, neutering, returning, doing any form of rescue who hasn't been on the Alley Cat Allies website. So um, I'm going to do a big, heavy promo that, you know, alleycat.org needs to be kind of almost tattooed in your brain um, because <laughs> I find the resource pages there are incredibly phenomenal. And I think everybody should just take a cruise through the website to check out all the information. Thank you for the positive feedback. And I'm always just delighted to hear that the information and resources that we produce that they're being put to good use, um, I mean, because that's what they're there for. And so we do have a lot of content, and I always tell anyone, if you ever have any questions, just call us, and we'll try to direct you to the right place on the website because there's just there's so much there. That's what it's there for. Hopefully people are able to put it to good use and uh, go out there and do the work. Brianna, if people, we were just mentioning the website, if there's anybody who has any specific questions for you or would like to find out more specifically about National Feral Cat Day, is there a special link for that, and is there a way for people to reach you directly? Yeah, I will go ahead and give everyone my email address because I would love to hear from you. <laughs> it is just B as in boy, L as in lion, O as in Oscar, V as in Victor, E as in echo, L as in lion, L as in lion, at alleycat.org. So that's just B level. And then they can hop online to either alleycat.org or to learn more about National Feral Cat Day, you can go to nationalferalcatday.org. And, Brianna, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners today? Just that we have a goal of getting over 1,000 actions registered 
for National Feral Cat Day this year. And as I was talking about earlier, it could be absolutely anything, large or small, whether it's something simple like posting to social media and just sharing with all your followers the wonderful things that you're doing to help cats in your hometown to something larger like a fundraiser or spay-neuter clinic. Everything, whether it's small or large, makes a difference. And I tell everyone that, you know, it takes a village, and that couldn't be more true when it comes to caring for cats. We have a lot of resources on our website, but it's everyone out there trapping cats and taking them to the clinic and feeding them every day and cleaning out those shelters in the wintertime. It takes each and every one of us to make this change happen. Brianna, I want to thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on the show, and hopefully we'll have you on in the future. And I just want to wish everybody out there, all the listeners out there, a fantastic National Feral Cat Day. Yes, happy National Feral Cat Day. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats Podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats.